Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. Today's poem is by Thomas Stearns Eliot, a.k.a. T.S. Eliot, who lived from 1888 to 1965 and is one of the most uh, significant poets and artists of the 20th century. And uh, he is responsible for numerous uh, well-known, remarkable poems, for an incredible influence on on poets that came after him. And today I'm going to actually read a poem that I didn't know terribly well, but when I ran across it recently, I wanted to share it with you because I really enjoyed it. It's kind of a poem that's up my alley, I suppose. It's called Cape Ann, and it goes like this. Oh, quick, 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 hear the song, sparrow, swamp sparrow, fox sparrow, vesper sparrow at dawn and dusk. Follow the dance of the goldfinch at noon. Leave to chance the Blackburnian warbler, the shy one. Hail with shrill whistle the note of the quail, the bobwhite dodging by bay bush. Follow the feet of the walker, the water thrush. Follow the flight of the dancing arrow, the purple martin. Greet in silence the bull bat. All are delectable, sweet, sweet, sweet. But resign this land at the end. Resign it to its true owner, the tough one, the seagull. The palaver is finished. So Cape Ann was a place that T.S. Eliot actually had a house that he vacationed to. I believe there was an article in one of the big journals, The New Yorker or something, maybe three or four years ago about his, his house there and how the place itself became kind of a, a um, important inspiration for a lot of his, his work in particular, the four quartets, if I'm not mistaken. But um, Elliot was also a bird watcher. He was a quite fascinated by birds and, and their, their habitats and their sort of interactions with one another. And so of course we see that, we see that here, right? You can imagine him walking along or, sitting by some body of water or on some rock face or something, um, just paying attention to birds, just watching them and his artist's imagination grasping onto it. But there's a couple of things I particularly like about this poem. One is the way it evolves as it goes. So it says at the beginning, oh, quick, 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 hear the song, Sparrow. And from there, it kind of speeds you up. So those next few lines, you'll hear it when I reread it again, but you get swamp sparrow, fox sparrow, vesper sparrow at dawn and dusk. So it, it, it decides the pace for you, as particularly if you are reading it aloud, as I just did. But then as the poem goes, it kind of slows you down again. He begins to bring in some, some new syntaxes and some new uh, phrases uh, that, that slow you down a little bit. And then in the end, he gives us this dramatic, you know, sort of ending to the poem resign this land at the end, resign it to its true owner. And the, the true owner that he calls, that, that he calls to mind here that he brings up is, is so wonderful because it's so surprising. You think he's going to say something like some great bird of prey. And then he says, the seagull, resign it to the tough one, the seagull, the one that doesn't have the, the beautiful feathers or the interesting call or, you know, the even, uh, you know, um, this great history, resign it to, to that one. And then he ends with the palaver 
is finished. And a palaver, if you're not familiar, is a, is a great word with a couple different meanings. But I think what he's saying here is uh, he's using the, the meaning of, of something that's a long discussion or procedure. One source I want to say it was the Oxford English Dictionary described it as unnecessarily elaborate or complex procedure. Merriam-Webster defines it as a long parlay, usually between persons of different cultures or levels of sophistication, also as a conference or a discussion. Um, it also defines it as idle talk. So in other words, quote, cut the palaver and get down to business. And I love, I love that. Like, Elliot at the end is like, there's all these other birds. They all have their characteristics. They're beautiful. They have their reputations and so forth. But nope, it's the seagull. It's the tough one. And that ends the conversation. It's like, it's, it's surprising and fun, but it's also thoughtful. And, and um, there's just, this, it's, it's such a great example of his poetic imagination at work. And the way that he's able to use individual moments in a poem to transform the poem into something just a bit more beyond other poems like it that takes it you know to the next level as the kids say so with that let me read cape ann one more time oh quick 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 hear the song sparrow swamp sparrow fox sparrow vesper sparrow at dawn and dusk follow the dance of the goldfinch at noon leafed chance the blackburnian warbler the shy one Hail with shrill whistle the note of the quail, the bobwhite dodging by baybush. Follow the feet of the walker, the water thrush. Follow the flight of the dancing's arrow, the purple martin. Greet in silence the bull bat. All are delectable, sweet, sweet, sweet. But resign this land at the end, resign it to its true owner, the tough one, the seagull. The palver is finished. This has been The Daily Poem, which is produced by Goldberry Studios. Post-production is by Logan Green. I'm David Kern, and we'll have another poem for you uh, tomorrow. <laughs>